Hello and welcome to the Scripture Union Northern Ireland podcast. I'm your host, Phil Howe. Our aim is to equip and resource the local church in our joint mission of making God's good news known to children, young people and families. On this month's episode, we look at the big issue of mental health and how do we, as the church, help in the midst of anxiety, stress and a plethora of other mental health issues present in our schools. And we're going to do that through the medium of an interview with a number of lovely people who are happy to be on the podcast to share how partnership in the gospel helped a local area. So let me start by just saying a big thank you to you guys for even being here and being willing to be recorded. Uh, first of all, can you uh, introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Yeah, so I'm Rachel. I'm the E3 uh, skills worker here in North Down in Newton Arts. Uh, and so I work in all the skills across the Bangor area. Cool. Uh, so yeah, so I'm Jack. And last year, my role was a little bit different. I was an intern uh, in a local church in Bangor in St Andrews Presbyterian. Uh, and this year, I am working uh, for Young Life, and I'm studying at Belfast Bible College. And I'm David Stanfield. I'm one of the ministry team at First Presbyterian Church in the centre of Bangor, and I'm the chair of Church Works North Down. Uh, I've had a long time involvement in equipping leaders to engage with children and young people, so it's been something I've been particularly interested in for most of my adult life. The initiative that we're going to be talking about is called Bangor Cares. What was it? How did it come about? So Bangor Cares uh, really was a week uh, of events that were raising awareness around mental health. Um, And so for us, it started actually, we were running a a prayer space for a local primary school uh, here in St Andrew's Presbyterian Church. And it was really about helping young people engage in prayer, learn what prayer is and how to pray. But actually what we found is as we we did this and as the children engaged in it, um, a lot of them were sharing about their worries their fears and real anxiety and lots of mental health issues uh, arose actually for the young people or they voiced those um, issues and uh, Mark Johnson the minister here uh, was just deeply concerned um, for the uh, the young people and just for all that they were dealing with. Um, yeah, it started with a need, um, just making the prayer space made us aware of that need um, more so. Uh, and so Mark then continued conversations with the principal uh, of the primary school and then further uh, the principal in Bangor Academy. And so it just really grew from there. And so Jack can tell you a bit more about what that. Yeah, what that looked like. Uh, yeah, so off the back of the prayer space, Mark and I uh, just were, as Rachel said, we were just really kind of, torn um about what was going on and we were hearing stories from from kind of p1 up of young uh children struggling with a range of issues um and we were it really took a toll on us emotionally so we we began to just talk between us of how can we as a local church be more active in supporting these young people from a day-to-day basis and and having struggled with our own mental health issues at different points in our life, um, it was something we were both really passionate about. So as Rachel said, yeah, we, we got to sit down with Julie Thomas, uh, the principal of, of Clandy Boy, and, and we we just began to, to dream big and to try and focus on actually how can we meet these needs of these young people. Um, and, and we were aware that Banger Academy and Matthew Pitts, the headmaster there, was... Um, they were doing a lot of good work in the academy already. They had they had a really strong system in place and how to support their their pupils. So we got Matthew involved in the conversation. The four of us sat in her office, and just yeah, just began to dream big of actually this is a huge 
issue that is crippling our young people across yeah. our town. Uh, and it's and it's gripping adults the same and to the point where the adults are not in a position to know how to tackle it for themselves, no never mind for their kids. Um so so yeah, so the ball just started rolling and, and we kinda were going, This is much bigger than the churches, this is much bigger than the schools, this is yeah. much bigger than just our circles. This is something that's affecting the whole town. Um so so then we, we took things forward and, and, and started kind of putting the feelers out of actually is there a possibility to get the whole town of Bangor involved in some way to um, equip each other and support each other in a way just to start um, making a lead against against mental health issues? And that is dreaming big. <laughs> and I, well, I think we ticked the box, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that's kind of where it all started. Just kind of really a couple of key meetings and then it, it led to a big meeting, which... I think over 70 representatives from across the community came together in right. Bangor Academy. And that was very much um, the start of the discussion of how can we as a town tackle mental health. What was the time scale can ask between that, that first meeting with the four of you to that bigger meeting with 70 plus representatives? It, it was a couple of months. Okay. I can't remember exactly, but it was, it was a couple of months. It was, it was very much... Um, so there's a bit of work that had to be put in the oh background. Yeah. Of, yeah, there's a lot of groundwork of just yeah. gentle conversations between different parts of the community. Uh, and that in itself is really key because it allowed us to build relationships with uh, parts of the community we've never spoken to before. So it wasn't just schools, churches. Uh, we got to meet with kind of government bodies. We got to meet with the emergency services with local businesses it very, it very much was community wide North Down Community Network yeah, yeah. quite instrumental as well mm-hmm. yeah so it, it was literally there was no stone left unturned in terms of this was not closed to any what this was if if you're part of no, if you're part of Bangor yeah we want you to be involved in this conversation because we as a town of Bangor care about our young people we care about each other and we want to support each other better and so, what did this? What did the overall program actually look like? So you've got you've got all these people; they're all up for it. What did it look like, and you know, why a week and all that sort of stuff? The 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 date was chosen by the schools. Okay. That that um, it was really important because it was about children and young people. It was really important the schools were on board, and so there's an ownership there. Yeah, uh, they they most of the schools were represented from day one. Uh, were really passionately engaged with it, and and so they decided a week in September was the best week for them and it would work for them in terms of being able to orient their their whole timetable around fitting in uh, thinking about mental health throughout the week in all yeah. sorts of different ways and um, louise from north down community network came up with with a catchy title for every day and then that shaped what those days looked like so mindfulness monday think about it tuesday work it out wednesday thoughtfulness thursday Forward thinking Friday, social Saturday, sharing Sunday. So every day of the week had a had a, a theme to go on, if you like, and then that that shaped some of the events that happened on those days. And so I think you know to to me there was there was a vibe that was this is a grassroots movement that recognised the needs that had voluntary and statutory and education and youth and churches all and and council and businesses all saying. We, we've got to do what we can for this. And that's amazing. That's brilliant to see. And particularly the fact that everyone sees sees the need mm. was there. That's amazing. Uh, and just to, to pay respects to the guy that came up with the idea of it being in September, was so we did a lot of focus groups in schools beforehand as well. So part of my role was actually going around 
um, just a wide range of primary and secondary schools across Bangor and speaking to young people of actually what input do they want them to have into this, where are they at, what are their understanding of mental health. But it was a student from Bangor Grammar who came up with the idea of it being at the start of September, being the start of the school year. Uh, so this could be something potentially every year that starts the year with a focus of actually, it was almost like a promise of we're signing up to this as an academic year of being present in this issue, of saying we recognise this, we're raising awareness, but also we are here not just this first week in September, but Absolutely. for the rest of the year we're here to support you. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was a student's idea. Um, which the, which we all latched onto the schools and everyone was going. This is this is brilliant, you know. And, and so, what sort of thing? What sort of events took place and where and? Yeah, so each uh, part of the community kind of uh, came up with their own program, um, and so from my role, uh, what I got to see happen in schools was just amazing. So they uh, started maybe each day with a focus in their classroom uh, or through an assembly. Um, they maybe did activities that got them out and got them moving, um, and uh, opportunities for them to to talk, talk to teachers, um, and think about how they can care for uh, their mental health. So it was just really exciting just to see the buzz that was in schools. Um, and the focus uh, of the schools just to to really care for their for their pupils. You could um, tell they were behind it. It wasn't just a like, we're, we're yes we're behind you, but actually they were totally involved. Yeah, and they decided uh, on those programs. So every school did it differently. Uh, one of the schools in the town, Grange Park Primary, they did a uh, a prayer space during that week, focus on mental health uh, in Westchurch in, in Bangor, um, and so they uh, provided a space for children to come and engage with their mental health and, and think about their health uh, and uh, have that opportunity to stop uh, to think and to process to be thankful um, all really good uh, healthy things um, and so that was just what one of the schools did the other schools did physical activity and um, getting outside every day and um, other schools had an opportunity at the end of every day just to talk um, about their day and about what was going on and it was just really great to see how the different schools engaged differently and a football competition was organized amongst the primary schools and so uh, you know, again, with a sense of, well, if you're physically fitter, you're going to be healthier, your mind's going to be healthier, builds resilience. And so there was a competition that was held across the road from uh, Clandy Boy, Presbyter- uh, the church and the St Andrew's Presbyterian. Uh, Aurora is also our leisure centre and they were fantastic. Um, they, uh, they, they've they managed to make money in a leisure centre, which is actually seems to be quite rare in these current days. But, but they were very open and encouraging to facilitate families, being able to use the resources cheaply uh, to encourage families to exercise together and to spend time socially together, mm-hmm. which was another really positive. And that's continued um, on a once a month basis since Banker Cares Week. Yeah. Another really key aspect was from starting off, I was, the question I kept asking myself is where are, where are young people at outside of this? Where are they at in the community? So outside of school hours, what are they doing? Um, and that kind of sparked a conversation with a local business, um, Thunder Park, which is uh, like all to do with action sports, so like BMX and scooter and free like free running and all that jazz. Um, and Matt, the guy that owns that and, and kind of coordinates that, um, we started a conversation because a lot of young people from going into those focus groups across schools, uh, a lot of the young guys, um, that's where they wanted to spend a lot of their time. And the, but the problem is their basis is slightly further out. It's in like towards the far side of Bangor. Okay. So it's hard for young people to get there in, in some cases. So we began kind of, again, just dreaming big and going, how can we make this more accessible for young people? 
And during the Banger Cares Week, uh, we were able to, with the council's help, get a pop-up skate park put in the middle, in the centre of ba- the town of Bangor. Wow. And that was totally free access. Um, so there was ramps and there was a graffiti wall and there was this, that and the other. And there was hundreds of young people on the day that were able to turn up uh, and to participate in those kind of events and learn a wee bit more what it, what it is, what mental health is and actually how we can promote positive mental health, but also what to do when we're not um, feeling good. So, so that was just another key event that um, that was really successful. Was and really those guys me. went around schools as well, did a tour of the, the mm-hmm. schools with the, yeah. skate, uh, the scooters um, in the skate park. Yeah, so that's just mm-hmm. another case of a local business who got behind the movement and and, and sacrificially gave up their time yeah. and, did, and did all these events for free. They went around schools and... and uh, and did kind of these stunt shows, which young people absolutely loved, the schools loved, so. Sounds like there's loads going on, there's loads happening, mm. but for you, what was the, what was your biggest encouragement? I, I mean, I think for me, it was the way it took off. Um, the fact that um, with, out of, a, out of an, a recognized need and a few people prepared to take the lead, um, the community at all levels came in behind it. And, and with no budget and no money, um, uh, things just kept happening, yeah. and so to me, it was the it was the the recognition of we need to do something about this for the sake of our children and young people, and then it became more than our children and young people. We need to do this for the well being of everybody, mm. and so so the fact that it was it, it was being coordinated, and that was at a, quite a huge cost to the few people who were doing the coordination and trying to pull it all together, but actually it had a life of its own, uh, and I think that was the. It was rather than trying to make something happen, it was trying to it was trying to manage something that was was hard to manage because it was just exploding yeah. in terms of ideas and events happening, and there were lots of things that that weren't on the publicity. The schools material wasn't in the publicity at all because they were doing their own thing in their own schools and they looked after that. Um, but there were lots of other things that happened weren't on the publicity because it just wasn't enough space, and and so the Facebook site was was brilliant. There were. I can't remember three or four thousand people, maybe five thousand people. I'm not sure who who were connecting with the Facebook site, and and so, so people was, can like go online and check to see. Yeah, so people were aware. People were getting people were getting um uh, you know, just updates every day about yeah. here's what's happening today. Here's new things. Here's things you mightn't have been aware of, and people were were wanting to know, mm. and and they signed up for the information. So I I thought that was really really good. I was really encouraged by how seriously the schools took it, um, and just just like Matt saying that that the fact that um, uh, they've gone third week in September because that that meant that they'd sort of got the school up and running, they they'd got people organised, they'd got timetables and everything all organised, and then they went we're gonna we're gonna have a focus this week on mental health, so it's okay to talk about, it's okay um, to 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 be able to share that you're having a few struggles. Um, there are ways that you can manage that, and so now the hope would be that that would be third week in September would be something that will happen on a, on a almost annual, if not annual basis, and um, and then it's how we move forward from that. Mm. Yeah, and I think what I'm what I'm encouraged about as I hear you speak is that ownership that everyone took because I think sometimes whenever you're doing partnership events, someone takes the lead more than others and then other people kind of feel left out. But actually, to hear so many people come on board mm. actually just created this sense of more people wanting just to, to help out as yeah. was your business idea was a, a good example of that yeah um I, I think my my encouragement out of all of it was just seeing young people really engage with it um 
you know, mental health is really hard to talk about, especially when you're young, and and it's uh, there's a lot more connotations to it. I think actually when you're younger, uh, and you're in a friend group, like it's it's harder to drop your mask, um, but just seeing young people, so maybe even realizing you have a mask. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and young people stepping outside their house and engaging and actually starting the conversation themselves, and from those focus groups, even seeing. Uh, young guys and girls actually standing up and going this is something I'm passionate about this is something I want to be involved in how can I become a mental health ambassador in my school um, it, that for me is, is the encouragement of yeah okay we as slightly older people have have sparked this movement but actually these young people have taken ownership themselves um, so it's kind of what you're saying but just on a even further grassroots movement of actually it, we're now able to kind of almost hold, hand a torch over and go, you guys know what you're doing, we're here to support you in whatever way you need, but you run with this in whatever way is going to support you and your friends most. And so, for example, even Bangor Academy that we've talked about having good systems in place, they've been ruling that out by training other schools yeah. in how to have mental health um, mentors um, because it's something that works in their context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just was really encouraged again just by the whole community coming together. It really was Bangor Cares. The whole of the community really cares. And the little slogan that we came up with uh, was healthy hearts, healthy minds, healthy community. Uh, And I really felt like that came across through the whole week, that it really was uh, the whole community is behind this. The whole community um, really does care about our children, young people, our families. Mm. uh, And they wanted to do something and show that. So that's encouraging. And obviously this was something new and whenever you do something maybe for the first time there's some learning that can take place, mm. perhaps even steep learning. Uh, but for you guys, what was the biggest learning uh, that you're taking away from doing it? Probably my biggest learning is is just to how to delegate and how to give others opportunities to lead and to learn in that whole process. Um, for me, uh, it was the fact that a few people uh, who recognise a genuine need are prepared to enable others and we've talked about who those guys were um, and and whenever they create an opportunity uh, genuine change and awareness of need is possible and, and I think it's been quite a significant moment in Bangor and uh, and our hope is that that it's not just going to be a week that already there's been signs of, of ongoing movement um, in relation to Looking after the mental health and well-being of our children and young people, but uh, but it's going to be a, that's going to be a slower process, mm. I think. But to have a week that is quite intentionally and intensely focused helps because it keeps it in people's yeah. forefront of their of their minds. Um, one of the things, that, and and I and I think it's probably generally true, parents are struggling. Um, you know the pressures of life, especially if both parents are working. Uh, and if they've got kids, uh, then it's how do you how do you deal with the pressures that are constantly on them, mm-hmm. and and the pressure to be like their other kids around them because they're going oh well so and so has a smartphone so and so does this and so and so uh, one of the one of the, the the stats that would come out would be the the rapid increase in mental health issues amongst children and young people, um the 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 fairly rapid increase in terms of young people contemplating suicide. Um, of young people who have ADHD or other other presenting issues that that make it a more difficult thing for them to be able to 
to function in, in a normal environment amongst, amongst other people. And, and it's, you've got to ask, well, why is it that, that it's become so difficult in such a short space of time? And, and, and a lot of it is to do with the lifestyle that, that is 21st century life. And so how can we help parents both to be aware of that they probably are already acutely aware of it, but actually to, to know that there are simple, manageable ways of making changes that can make a big difference. And I think for me, um, one of my disappointments of the week was that we didn't seem to uh, impact the parents because actually they're the ones who have the most significant influence on their children and young people um, in the same way. And I think that that's a, it's a slower and harder process because because it, it feels overwhelming. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to hear that the the um, Silicon Valley executives and employees don't give smartphones or tablets to their children um, because they know the danger of them, and yet we do, and, and it actually, you know, we, we focus on the benefits. Um, but I think there's got to be some method in which parents seek to, to try to... Um, nurture resilience in their own children and young people and I think churches are also well placed to to do that because there's a regular community that they're part of um, and I think the engagement of SU in schools where there's a where, where there's an adult presence but it's not a it's not a as, as a part of the school authority structure is it enables conversations and enables relationships and I think all of that's quite long-term and positive. Uh, if a local area is listening to this and thinking, I would love to see something like this uh, take place in my area, what advice would you give through having been through it now yourself? I just think a, a huge thing uh, to do is this did come out of a need uh, within Bangor. Uh, and so I think a huge thing to do is to find out. Uh, I, I mean, I think mental health is something that's um, yeah. province-wide <laughs> and uh, right across the world, actually. But um, find out what's actually happening in your particular area to start with. Um, maybe what people are already doing that you could tie in with. Um, start to have those conversations um, with key people across the community. Uh, find out what's going on and then find, find that need and grow out of that need yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm presuming that that folks here listening to this podcast are, are going to be Christians, and, and and so I would have said, the way it worked here was a prayer space in a school, um, provided for a school that created an environment where children were able to be honest about how they felt about themselves and their own issues, and that's what then identified the need that led to Bangor Cares, and so I would want to encourage, whatever part of the the community you're you're based in. I would well encourage you to think about how you might be able to bring pray, a prayer week into into a school context, um, and uh, because I think that's the that's the difference is is whenever it's an identified need that that the the children have have freely given this information about themselves that then causes a school, a board of governors, local congregations, uh, uh, th- what what are we going to do about this? And what happened in Bangor was there were a few people, principal, the minister, the youth worker, who were all connected into, into discovering that along with, with SU. And they then went, we've got to do something. And, and they just, as, as Matt was saying, they just did something. And, and where those steps took them was to this event. And, uh, and what the future looks like for us, we don't know. But actually, you've just got to walk it out. 
but it starts with creating a space to find out what the needs are. Yeah. Um, to identify, as, as Rachel said, they're, they're going to be there, but it's when, whenever they are articulated by young people, particularly primary school kids, then how can you not respond? You've mentioned there about prayer. Uh, how can people be praying into the follow-up of all of this? As I go around schools, uh, I'm seeing more and more, uh, just uh, and hearing from teachers more and more that there's a real need uh, for uh, children and young people to uh, talk about their mental health and care for their mental health. And so um, I just really love you to, to pray for teachers, not just in the Bangor area, but um, right across our province, just who are caring for and supporting children and young people uh, right across uh, our province and helping them to care for and uh, talk about uh, any issues and worries and fears and anxieties uh, that they have and to help point them in the right direction um, if they need further support and help. Thanks very much guys, really appreciate it. Thank you. So do pray for the schools and the staff, children, young people, churches and all who helped out to make this happen but also uh, those who have been helped out by this initiative taking place. We give thanks to God for things like this taking place across our country and perhaps this has spurred you on to think of something that you could do locally where God has placed you. But let's turn now to our Bible reflection led by Lindsay Marks. She's sharing from the Bible input taken from our prayer focus, which is released every month. And so if you want to be able to know what is going on with SU across the country and hear about other initiatives like Bangor Cares, why not sign up by emailing Joanne Coulter and you can get her at joanne at suni.co.uk and she can hook you up. For now, it's over to you, Lindsay. Hi there, it's Lindsay, the Children's Ministry Coordinator with Scripture Union. It's good to be back with you again. And I'm going to be reading from the prayer focus for the month of January. And this has been written by our general director, Damien Wharton. The reading is from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. And it says, For everything there is a season, and a time for every activity under heaven. Some of my friends have kindly informed me that the reason I think time is moving faster than ever before is just another sign, along with my balding head and short-term memory loss, that I'm getting older. I find myself wondering how I got through another month so quickly, or how it only seems like yesterday that I was standing at the front of a church waiting for my wife to walk down the aisle towards me. My youngest child will turn 11 later this year and as she says goodbye to primary school to embark on the adventure and challenges of post-primary education, I am reminded that as one season ends, another begins. Time stands still for no one. The writer of Ecclesiastes dedicated a whole section of text to the subject of time. He seems to view time through melancholy lenses. There is a sense of despair that weaves its way throughout the narrative. However, the ticking of time doesn't always have to invoke feelings of sadness or hopelessness. This January, we will all step into another brand new decade. Who knows what the 20s will hold for us as individuals, families, the church and for Scripture Union Northern Ireland. What will this time on earth look like? With Christ leading the way for us into 2020, there is a season for everything. There is a time for every activity under heaven. As the Lord seeks to reveal himself to everyone, he chooses to use people like you and me to do just that. This is our time on earth and he has things for us to do. We each have a part to play, whether that's being a good friend to someone in need, sharing your personal story of faith, 
This is our time on earth and he has things for us to do. We each have a part to play, whether that's being a good friend to someone in need, sharing your personal story of faith with someone who doesn't yet know Jesus, praying for the work of Scripture Union Northern Ireland or something else that he has laid on your heart. May we each take a moment to acknowledge the season we are in and the time we have. 2020, we're coming for you. As we say every podcast, we really do hope this equips and resources the local church. And so any issues you'd like to hear us talk about, then email me, phil at suni.co.uk. Also take a minute to give us a review on iTunes. It does go a long way to making the podcast easier to find for people. And feel free to pass on the pod to those who you feel today's subject matter would benefit. Thanks so much to you for listening. And until next time, God bless.